0: listeners. We've promised to bring you interviews with interesting San Diegans on this podcast, and we're definitely doing that this week and adding a little bit of mystery.
1: On this episode, our guest is Kirk Kay. He's a food critic and blogger here in San Diego County who wants to keep both his face and his last name a secret. It makes sense for someone who drops into
0: restaurants unannounced and gives extremely thorough and detailed reviews. You can visit his blog at mmmyoso.typepad.com. That's m-m-m-dash-y-o-s-o dot typepad dot com. And it will just show you how knowledgeable Kirk really is about food.
1: Kirk moved to San Diego in the 90s, and he started this blog for friends and family. He told us he never expected it to become a years-long project, and he still shies away from attention. Shout out to our colleague Chris Reed for suggesting Kirk as a guest. Here's our interview. You know, the first question I actually have for you is, what does the name Umyoso mean, and how did you come up with that name?
2: It... I didn't want anybody reading my blog that I didn't want to let read my, blog. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and so, you know how, yeah, I mean, and so what was really, um, you know, when, when, so my wife of course is a big part of all of this, you know, because we go traveling and she's even, Oh my gosh, she's even more of a picky eater than I am boy. But you know how, when you're when you're together you have these little shortcuts for things right you know how you have like so oh we used to go oh it's so delicioso delicioso <laughs> and so it ended up being mm, we just used to go mmm yoso I mean, it really so means that mmm it's delicious and so that's kind of like we. I just took that it, it's just the very simplest thing you know it, I it love is. that
1: so, yeah so memorable and, it's really, and memorable. I really
2: and I really didn't want anybody reading the blog I early. And I felt really self-conscious about it. And then, you know, I was just talking to, I don't know if you saw my latest post, it's with um, Dennis. And he had a blog, but he quit in 2015. Um, and I just went in and I said, hey, you know, people are asking me about you. Like, can you just answer a couple of questions for me? And I was, of course, inspired by you, because I knew I was going to be it. So I thought, hey, why don't I just pass it on? Um, but, you know, he had the same thing all it was was you know we we're weird folks taking pictures of food before it was ha- taking pictures of food and we just kind of wanted to just put it down there and he, you know it's not a revenue stream and he he named his a really weird name as well because he just really didn't care if people read it or not he just wanted the people that his family to read it you know or you know I wanted my family my friends and things to just kind of figure that yeah no I haven't gone off the deep end yet you know even though I have this obsession so that's kind of how it is yeah for it so it's so
0: it's so cool that it's like a record for you as well as you know so helpful as a guide to other people how so if you have been doing it for i guess it'd be about 15 years now what have you seen change uh in the in the food uh, and restaurant industry here in san diego
2: well here's what i noticed just from my experience is that we are now more ethnically diverse in what we eat than we ever were. When we came here, so there's a couple of things. So I'm basically born and raised in Hawaii. My wife is from China. Um, And we both were living in, do you know the San Gabriel Valley, you know, Alhambra, Monterey Park? We lived there for a bunch of years. And um, I could not believe in the late nights all this, what I thought Chinese food was. And then we went to China and it was I totally geeked out. And it got to the point where my wife was getting disgusted because we'd go to somewhere, and I go like, I try this, I gotta try this, I gotta try this. (laughs) You know, it was um, this is suicide. This is young you know. And and um, when 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 we moved here, there was nothing other than Cantonese food and dim sum. There was China Max, Emerald, Jasmine. There was Spicy City, but the interesting interesting thing about my wife likes Spicy City and there's Sichuan food, but if you looked at their name at that time in Chinese, it was Beijing Spicy City. So it was Sichuan food based on what was being served in in Beijing. So
0: wh- what brought you ultimately to San Diego, and then what was like the first really good meal you had when you got here?
2: Well, when we first moved to San Diego, what was I'm just trying to remember. Um, we basically ate a lot of like the, the Japanese foods and things. There was a place is it still exists called izakaya sakura and it's on it's on convoy um that was probably one of the first and we still go there but it used to be really interesting because izakaya sakura had no sign when we used to go it, it had no sign and that the, the story behind that is kazu Kaz, the owner was getting tired of people coming in there and ordering like california he used to have a i no, we do not do california rolls. Oh. Um, and, and so he got tired of people. So what he did was he took all the signs down, and it was like just this signless restaurant. You know, that was one of the best And They went bought in, opened. We were there like two or three times a week until, until they closed. It was it was kind of an interesting story. Um, but yeah, you know, places like that. Um, they're they're just so many. I mean, and and it's just finding these really interesting before. Covid nineteen before this pandemic started, I used to try and get things done early, like on the weekend, and and I would just get in the car and drive. I used to like driving around like City Heights, and I drive, and it, you know the the joke was my friends tell me like, I can go down and tell them every single place down in City Heights off, in, on Alcoa Boulevard and coming around to University and what they specialize in, mm, right? Wow. So. So, so that's how so you find these I some remember, of these
0: places? You just kind of drive around oh, and yeah, see what pops yeah, up?
1: That's
2: yeah. so
0: cool.
1: Well, do oh, you yeah. have like, do you or, keep a list or it's just like in your head and spontaneously you go? Or how do you, yeah, how do you go about finding new places? I, I, I,
2: I keep a mental list. I know if I really want to go someplace, it'll stay there. Um, and the thing that, one thing that really tra- changed me was um, my understanding that to be, when I started reading stuff in that four-lettered site, that's like, you know, I started realizing that, wait a minute, whoa, these people have a, some of them have a really interesting agenda, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when I, that's when I started going more than once before I did a post, if I could, mm-hmm. it, unless it's, it's very, uh, how should I say it, prohibitive in maybe cost, or if it was really bad, or, so that's why people will ask me, they'll email me, what about this place, I go, well, you, there's no post because I went once, and it was very expensive and. I was just kind of underwhelmed, so I'm not really going to go back. Mm. Uh, but, if it, but if it's interesting or worthwhile, yeah, I, I'll make two or three visits before I do a first post on it. I will. Or oh, unless it's really special. Like, Mania um, Ultra, have you guys been there?
0: No.
2: Mania Ultra Ramen. Um, wh- I knew there were going to be something special and I went. And I went, the fr- I, I usually don't do this. I went on the day they opened. And, you know, it was ramen like it is in Japan. So in Japan, it'll be, Average or above average ramen. Here it's like outstanding. And then, and then it got really ruined when Andrew Zimmerman tweeted that this is the best ramen in North America. It just ruined my life because wow. then the lines got long and it got Aww. crazy. <laughs> uh, it was right now I go and I do takeout sure. because of how things are. But yeah, or just things, you know, things kind of like that. And but yeah, I mean, you know, mom, mom told me when I was growing up, always try. It's okay not to like something, but you always try. Of course, you know we find out eventually that our parents are hypocrites. But um, so it goes, you know. Because oh. I go, I go, wow, look at, look at that. Well, you have to remember when I grew up, in Hawaii, we didn't have fresh mushrooms. Everything oh. came from a cat. Hmm. Um, and so one day I went like, wow, look. And then I had, you know, I had fresh like mushrooms, sauteed mushrooms in a restaurant. And it was, so I would buy, I buy, I buy fresh mushrooms. You know, and I come home and go, look, mom, we're gonna make sauteed mushrooms. She goes, Oh That looks dirty. Fascinating. Definitely are.
0: Well, we want to do like a lightning round with you if you're okay with it. We're gonna kind of put you on the spot though, so if you you're not up for it,
2: okay. No, no, no. Let's go ahead. Let's do Okay,
0: we won't ask you about waffles. Uh, it's (laughs) clearly not your favorite.
2: No, 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 no. no.
0: Okay. Um, what is the place you eat the most in San Diego County?
2: Right now, right now, currently, it's tied between two places. Okay, one is the one that in fact both of them chris goes to a lot one is hawaii fresh seafood fish market and the other one is gara grill and there are two places that are really on my rotation um the pandemic has affected us all in a bunch of different ways and and we were we had to cancel three three vacations already this year oh, three trips yeah. right we canceled one of them was to go back home you know so that so that the missus my wife can um visit with her parents or my in-laws and the first thing we do there go get pokey first thing off the awesome. of flight on the way um and here mainland pokey was totally different mainland we, i used to call it key pokey because it was basically a fast casual concept and some of the, the product wasn't really great and a lot of it was hiding under stuff and so after trying all the places in there um, i don't remember how i found the place or heard of the place i think i call it like um we have like, people who email me constantly, people from Hawaii or people here that are from Hawaii. So I call it, and we, we call it the coconut wireless. So it's basically um, <laughs> the way, it's that. very, basically word of mouth, right? It's word of mouth. The other one is Zagara Grill, which used to be in PB years ago. And I was just, and, and the interesting thing is we have just come back from um, the Greek islands. Rhodes, um, Crete. Crete is my favorite Food in Greece is in Crete, but there I, I went to this place and he had hirdos and it wasn't the mystery meat stuff. It was pork and chicken, like they make in Greece, pork and chicken, not the lamb. So he made it all by he makes it still all by hand, stacks it on. Mm. Um, so he had to close down like in 2017 or something. And so one day I'm driving in my neighborhood. I live in Bay Park, the Bay Park area, Morena. and I'm going. Oh my God! It says Gara Grill. And sure enough, it was. They reopened during the pandemic. They reopened. Wow, that's um, awesome. And so, and but really more funny is he remembered me because I guess I used to, we should talk about Greece, Greece, and you know how how things were there, and I guess he remembered me from then. So I still go once or, or twice a week and um, try and get people to try, try, you know, try and have that there, and um, I think people kind of like it, and it's it's very different and.
0: Okay, wait, so yeah, these, yeah, yeah. the key to the lightning round is like, you could just oh, sorry, like I got, I... shout out like a place, because we have okay. more questions, but we're just, this is like a... Okay,
2: know, go ahead, go ahead. okay, go ahead, I'm sorry. So, go ahead. Okay, Uh
0: best fried chicken in San Diego?
2: Best fried chicken, salt and pepper chicken wings, we're all Mandarin. They put crack in it.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> favorite Vietnamese restaurant?
2: Oh, favorite Vietnamese restaurant. Oh, my... That's really hard because I'm based on cuisine. So if you want bun boi, it's mian chong, right? If you want bun mam, it's uh, Mu yi. If you want uh, bun mam vit, it's Tutan. if you, uh, so forth and so on, right? So again, it depends. Okay. It really depends on the dish.
1: These are all good Gosh, ones. you really know your stuff. Yeah, I know, this is amazing. <laughs>
0: Let's keep going. Um, okay, favorite uh, regular taco, or favorite taco and favorite fish taco.
2: Oh, favorite, oh, favorite taco it was from a place it was from a place that closed down but they kind of reopened now we haven't been to since they reopened it used to be al pastor Creole, which is owned by the people from uh a it's they may they opened up at uh as di cabeza now where the original place is. i also love the media tacos from fernandez catering mm-hmm. which is out down in nestor so those are kind of my favorite my favorite fish tacos it's really hard here because everybody they use a lot of places use swai in other kinds mm-hmm. of fish, which is great, but they're very, they're, they're very mild flavored. I mean, I would just, I must just go to Mariscos del Pescador the truck down in, down in Chula Vista, you know, by, with Toys Risas and just, must have just go there and, and get one there. You know, I mean, frankly, I mean, I mainly get like a gubernator or, or tacos de marlin, the smoked fish when I go mm-hmm. to those places. And that's kind of like, yeah.
1: I feel like okay. I have so much food homework to do now. Like I Seriously. have the rest of my, my eating year planned out. Okay, so what is, a, yeah, what is a restaurant that's no longer with us that you miss?
2: It would be Tiger Tiger, I think. Um, of, of all of these that, that I miss, I miss Baran, but they closed years ago. There is still nothing that compares in terms of, so of Qingdao, uh, not Qingdao, but uh, Chongqing style, um, Sichuan versus Chengdu style Sichuan because they're, they're, they're different versus Hunan food, which we've got an influx of which is kind of sort of like Hunan food, but it's kind of not by five and less from Hunan. So.
0: Okay. So next one, what if you had, you know, on death row, they give you like your one last meal that you would like eat,
1: <laughs> <This is getting laughs> they'll dark, bring sorry. you
0: whatever it is. So if you had to eat one thing, sorry, that's kind of like dark, but <laughs> if you had to eat one thing, like as your last meal, uh, something San from San Diego. Diego yeah. What would you order?
2: Oh, oh, something from San Diego. What can't I do without? Um, right now, right now, I would probably get that the Porquitos sandwich from Fusgaro or um, this place kind of closed out. I could just because um, it just I have a long history with it, I would get a, a good local moco.
1: What is uh, your favorite restaurant to splurge on in town and spend a lot of money on one meal?
2: Ah, huh. A R Valentine. I haven't, I've never posted on them, but I like the way they do things. Um, it's the one place that you know I found that it's very unpretentious, but it's still kind of blue bloody because it's like in like, Torrey Pines. And mm. but I, I do like the way they prepare things. It's very you know simple and um, it's very straightforward, well prepared food. So that what? or or I, I get sushi because I'll spend three hundred dollars on sushi. Where's yeah. your I'll go
1: to
2: Sushi Tarokoro? Hmm. Sushi Tarokoro.
1: Okay.
2: Um, it, you know, it's very important the relationship on those places between the Itamai and that's the personal thing that you have. I will go there with my wife and I would just say, just give me whatever's good until we say stop.
0: Wow, that sounds right? awesome. <laughs> um, who serves the best Hawaiian food in San Diego?
2: Oh. It depends on what you want again you know everything yeah. is fun. so well, maybe couple you three know, of a couple so, recommendations okay so homestyle hawaiian has these massive massive like i don't know how anybody can finish it but they make a, a good thing called korean chicken which is a chicken that's marinated and then it's it's deep fried like like chicken like chicken katsu they make a decent chicken katsu as well um a lot of the places so um island style cafe which recently closed uh, made my favorite local mocha here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're supposedly looking f- looking for a new spot because I think they could not, couldn't couldn't neg- ne- renegotiate their lease when it came up, um, and so they decided you know there was just no way they could make it. They made my favorite local mogul The best the best owner, craziest owner is Duck Hines. So Nelson, you should have him on your part. He's cool. But um, he's funny, you know. Um, but you know that. If, you just, if I want to have like a nostalgic meal, I, I'll have it from there that for, for Hawaii. It was the first place I had a plate lunch at when I, when I was actually consulting here back in the 90s, and they used to be in PB. Um, Leilani's is good for certain things. They make a, a Gila local, which is nice because it has like fried rice, Portuguese sausage as well. So I tend toward like the older school, but Homsahua makes these huge meals that are crazy um <laughs> so
0: how do you learn all of this because i'm kind of a picky eater and i've been trying to get better over the years like trying new places i my mom gave me gave me the same advice you know try everything <laughs> take a polite bite is what she used to say um but like well, how yeah, did you so learn good. all of this stuff because you know so much and how would you recommend other people kind of learn and pick up on what you know
2: well so so here's the we have this thing called called like the internet which I didn't have. <laughs> right? Like I bought like before I went to Peru I bought like three books that were all about like which is great because I learned the history and all of this how this stuff is and what it means and um and then so I would, I would just kind of figure out oh when I when I when we travel someplace I think about what food traditionally represents. Right? And then what is modern, right? So uh when we went to um so we went to mexico city and we go oh what do i want well there's all this alta cocina which is great but also i want to one when night there I, I didn't even do a post i'm so way behind on my travel things that we did four taco places we did our own little private taco crawl where we were at you know in mexico city and uh basically tried al pastor because the al pastor base you know um, the place that invented al pastor supposedly in Mexico City we went to it was, yeah, it's all right, not that Ooh. great. Um, Yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah. not my, afraid my on to a, shoot them down, my, are
0: you?
2: Well, no, but I can tell you why I didn't like it. You yeah. know, I mean, so so that's that's my thing. I can tell you why I didn't like right. it, and I, I don't. It's not personal. It's not insulting. It's just that when it was kind of dry. It wasn't marinated out enough. Um, you know, the the tortillas are falling apart. I mean, like and it. All, all the customers were all tourists. <laughs> they're no right. locals. But apparently they're famous because they did that, you know. So, And how do you do it? Uh, I don't know. Um, here, Here's my thing. So I found out that I like food. And I found out secondarily that I like travel. And food, everything I've eaten has led to travel. There's this place called Sultan. There's Sultan, Sultan Baklava. They're in the gas lab now. But originally the restaurant was in, in El Cajon. And it was Turkish food. And I had never had anything like, like uh, lamakchun, uh, you know, um, all those kinds of things. So I went there. We should go there like once a week as well. And then he kind of closed up the food thing, and he reopened it up in a gas lamp. And it's not quite as good anymore. But because of that place, we ended up going to, East, to Turkey. And I got to go to Istanbul, wow. Cappadocia, uh, Antalya. Um, so all of this, the same thing, like Latin Chef led me to Peru. Patatas bravas got us to go to Spain where coincidentally we never had patatas bravas because there's way so much there to have. And it's, and it's understanding regional things too, regional specialties, right? So, Christy, I know you like uh, Vietnamese food, right? Is yes. There, so even that, if you think about like the north versus like things like in uh mm-hmm. versus like the south, or even in Thailand, there's Lana, Isan, you yeah. know, there's um, things like in back there, I like, you know, uh, I like Isan food. The original Wasabi Lee's Great Thai Papaya is closed right now. Hopefully, they'll reopen because they have the kind of food that my wife really likes. Um, and and so, yeah, I mean, the the one key thing was very interesting is uh, years and years ago, when I started making when I, so I used to play I played guitar like from when I was in high school, making just obnoxious noises, you know? And then when I made a little bit of money, I um, went about a nice guitar, and I thought, man, you know, I understand theory in a way, it's like, you know, like, progressions and things, but I really don't understand, like, how to read music. And so there was this guy, he's, I hope he's still around, his name is Shoji Ledward, and he, he call him the Guitar Monster, he's this huge, big guy, but he would play jazz, and the most delicate kind of really great jazz from this big, huge bear of a man. And so I took guitar lessons, but I had to learn from, like, you know, Barry had a little lamb but I did. And so one day I asked him because he had mostly children. You know, most of his students were all young kids. I said, Hey, don't you think it's weird that like, I'm here like this 30 year old guy or whatever, or 20, like 20, so, that I want to kind of learn how to play the guitar from the beginning of music he goes, Oh no. He says, it's perfect in life. You know, it's great because you have a vocation, but we should all have an avocation, something that drives us, you know, cause I know a lot of people who are just, I like my job, but, I know people who just are, love their job and are driven by it, but, you know, I can't. That's just not me. So it's important to always have the avocation. And, you know, I'm, you, know, um, you can talk to people about, hey, talk, there's a guy here who loves hockey, knows everything about hockey, and that's it. When we talk about things, it's just avocation. It's just the thing that brings him joy in life, right? Dude. And then from there, I'm always always interested in these things, you know?
1: Well, you know, one thing I really like about your blog is that, um, you know, you're you're finding these amazing holes in the wall, but you're also, you know, like you'll review fast food sometimes too, or just like things you bought at the grocery store. And I really like that. Like, yeah. do you have, um, like, what are your guiding principles for your blog? Like, how do you think about it? Just anything you eat goes on the blog? Or, you know, when you think about the content you're trying to produce,
2: how do you think well, about it? Well, you know, I mean... I, I think in terms of, uh, I don't do as much um, recipes and cooking anymore, even though I still do more than ever, because a lot of it's based on technique, I think, in a way. In the beginning, there was a lot like, you know, I, I, it was great. It's stuff that I've been missing, you know, teriyaki beef from Hawaii, um, all this kind of thing. It was very, um, then, you know, I just started like doing things that were a little bit more um, complex. I guess, so, the confit is a regular dish in our household. Wow! I just finished a batch of duck confit, and and I I made duck fat.
1: We're on our way. Great,
2: by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No, hey, if you have a chance to make duck fat, because you start with like the skin and the fat of the duck, and Mm -hmm. I chop it up into strips, and then it takes about 45 minutes to an hour or something. What it is is you reduce it out. You go ahead and it reduces, but what you have at the end is you have all the crispy pieces of duck skin. Sounds so good. Where (laughs) do you buy the duck? Um, I usually order it from Pilgrim, um, it's usually ordered from them or D'Artagnan or one of these big companies okay. and I'll order it. But uh, if I think, what was it, If I can email you later, the company I ordered from was actually selling skin for duck fat. Wow. So you can make your own or, um, yeah, so it, they are just, you know, things that like that or things that are f- interesting at the store that are really catch your eye Mm-hmm. I, and I like spicy food, which is really strange because no one in my family can eat spicy food except me. <laughs> but basically, but so I will try things that are spicy. You know, I mean, I, I do like spicy food. So, uh, I mean, yeah, so. Yeah.
1: Is there a food you don't like? Just like one thing that I you're like, like, I won't like, eat this. It's not for me.
2: Um. So I don't like beef, liver, and onions. Oh. I, I just don't like
1: the classic um, yeah how the, does anyone like that yeah. I, i'm not a liver uh, well, hater so, i like liver but
2: okay i mean i like i like foie gras i there like you. rabbit <laughs> liver i like there. you know i mean i like i mean i do Beef. but yeah, i think a lot a of thing. it is because of what it what it represents so my mom used to work as a housekeeper when she was young for this family from i forget they were from colorado or something on on the island of Kauai and she make them th- so for her if i if punishment was liver and onions
1: Wow! Well, if, if i was
2: bad <laughs> I, I would eat cute i would eat liver and onions it was horrible it's like oh that's so, interesting
0: parenting that's yeah, kind of a seriously. good trick <laughs>
1: also yeah i think even people who do like it not a lot of kids like it because it's such a yeah. strong
0: flavor no i'm sorry that
2: no, happened and, to you and, and, oh yeah <laughs> oh,
1: that's, that's, better than why, soap no, you it's, know
2: it's experience <laughs> well I, oh so um right so we had here um one of my Edmund people, were they're were like Philippine. My, ma- my, my wife became the son's, one of the son's godmothers. And so we had to go to the christening, and my wife was so stressed out and pressured out until we found out that each child had seven godmothers and seven godfathers. So I guess I said, oh. then we didn't worry anymore because they would <laughs> spread out. <Yeah. laughs> so they just want to make sure. But, but we would go there. They would invite us over for um, New Year's Eve. And all the family would gather around my wife because she likes Dinuguan. You know, Dino Guan, no. the, the chocolate meat, the stuff they make with the blood. Oh so, yeah, oh. So all they would all watch her like eat the stuff like, wow, she <laughs> likes that. It was really cute. And then around midnight, all the kids would like right around midnight, all the kids would jump up in the air constantly. Because if they, they said if they jump perfectly and time it perfectly, they're going to be taller the next year.
0: Oh, that's so all funny. those things. That's
2: so funny. Yeah, yeah.
0: What do you yeah. think is the best uh, Chinese food in San Diego? Does your wife have like a preference that she likes to go to or that you both, especially since you've been to China so certain, much?
2: There are certain places that have certain dishes that we like, right? So we'll, like we were really happy with Bridge Kitchen initially opened because they serve a pseudo Hunan kind of style, but they make a dish with a pounded eggplant and, you know, Pidan, you know, um, the black preserved egg, century egg. They put yeah. that in there uh, with some peppers and it's pounded and it's, the way they make it is really smoky. Unfortunately, the chef and one of the partners I think left and they opened up um, Taste of Hunan, which is up here up in Mira Mesa. And there are certain dishes there that are really good because um, it's just some of the flavoring like uh, things like um, preserved vegetable or dried vegetables are big in Hunan. Uh, they don't, the, the preserved meat we call laurel. Um, so it's that. Uh, my wife likes uh, if we we're talking Chinese barbecue, she likes Noble Chef. The duck, the roast duck from Noble Chef. Um, I like this where thing called IFTI. Which on oh, Noble Chef, it's on Balboa. It's where um, it's in the same mall as uh, Tropical Star and IHOP. But they make their roast duck right now is probably her favorite. She loves roast duck. So, um, and they make a couple of things there that she really likes. Um, they make the steamed pork with salted fish that she likes. That's, uh, you know, and um, there's that. Um, What else has she been like? So I like um, kwaifiji, Kwaifi chicken, which a lot of people don't like. It's it's basically like a poached chicken, and they serve it with this ginger, um, like a, a, a ginger oil, like, sauce thing that comes on the side, like a dipping sauce. I grew up eating this thing we call in Hawaii cold ginger chicken, and I came to find out that's what the origin is.
1: So uh, Kirk, this has been such a fun conversation. Um, Our final question for you, because we're called Name Drop, we like to ask our guests to name drop someone in the community who you feel has really impacted your life, was important to you, is important to you, or just deserves a shout out. So who would that person be for
2: you? All right. So um, like I, yeah, I mean, I talk too much. It's going to be two people. Okay. First is my good friend. Her name is Candice Wu. She's She, you know, takes, she does either, she's their editor and she has a podcast as well, as well seen in San Diego. She's a wonderfully warm, fantastic person. And we're texting each other about like, we, you know, you know, Hey, what about this place? Well, it's good here. And then, so it's, you know, she's one of the few people I really trust to make recommendations for things. So if I will go to some place that's, you know, more of a scale, that's great. The other person that you should actually get on the show is Tommy, Tommy Gomes. You ever heard of him?
0: He used so. to be the head
2: f- fishmonger at Catalina offshore. now he ah. now he's he can find him under under Tommy the fishmonger. he his life story is like something from a shell. The things he has gone through in his life, and he's come out a, a better person well, maybe that depends on how what kind of day he's having. But um <laughs> the kind of' I'm just, 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 just kidding I give him a hard time. I call him Mr. Grumpy, but he's <laughs> he's this really gruff guy with just the heart of gold. But he was he's funny. I mean, for instance, like um I he used to like pick I, I, I got off on his right side. I mean, the first time I met him, he goes, What are you buying today? I said, well, I'm buying anything you tell me to. From there, there it know. was great. But then he would have me buy these really weird things sometimes, like um like I told you about that spinal the spinal fluid, right? The swordfish spinal fluid. He, you know, he, he he and so he goes, You gotta try this, you know. He said, It's gonna be he was on um, Bizarre Food. It's gonna be on like bizarre food, so I walked out of there with with a swordfish spine, a spine of a swordfish. Like wow. it was so weird, I took it home. I oh, op- I opened it up, man. My wife's going like, "What is this? <laughs> what are we gonna do?" You know, or you know, once there was this fish called Louvar that looks like jelly. It almost, if you spread your fingers, it almost go like in between. But it is such a really delicious fish. And right now, I think his his latest project is really supporting. Um, all of the fishermen and things and um, you know he's he I'm not going to spoil the the surprise but uh, he his story is inspiring you know I would love I to talk to him yeah. yeah yeah so contact him Tommy the fishmonger said that uh, you know Kirk said that you're, you're kind of sort of maybe worth talking to <laughs> um, but because I mean I've seen him do stuff that are really are really amazing when somebody came in and into California and wanted ten pounds of Toro, which is like I don't know, fifty bucks a pound, sixty bucks a pound. So he asked the guy, like, I'm standing here. But he asked the guy, like, <laughs> what are you gonna do with this? And the guy go, I'm gonna make fish tacos.
0: Whoa. And he looked
2: at the guy and he, and it, and, it, and he go, you know, what he told the guy, he says, now with my Toro, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> But, but can you imagine this guy, you know, he, he, he understands like what a kind of a waste that would be. Sure. And there's something by principle that he just could not see himself. And that's just the kind of guy he is, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely get a hold of him. And, and Candice is, is, is great.
0: Thanks again for listening. And please share this episode with a foodie in your life. And if you have a minute, we'd love to read your review of us on your favorite listening app.
1: If you know who we should interview next, drop us a line at namedropsd at gmail.com, or you can also find us on social media by searching namedropsd. Thanks for listening. Bye.